Welcome, everyone, to It Tastes Different Gaming Podcast, the podcast with four different flavors coming from four different gamers. I am your host, Patrick Smith, and I want to welcome my co-hosts, Nick Irwin, Shane Eisterhold, and Russell Rowe. Hey, Patrick. Where can they find us? Well, the first place you should check out is our website at ittastedifferent.com. This is the place where you can subscribe to all of our streams and connect to all of our social media sites. Um, you can also find us on Facebook at It Tastes Different. Uh, we're also on Instagram at It Tastes Different PC. And then last but not least is Twitter, where you can find us at It Tastes Diff. On the menu today, we pull out the Salisbury steak out of the oven and pour on some brown gravy with Kingdoms of Amalur, the Re-Reckoning. This game is made by 38 Studios and big, huge game. THQ uh, Nordic ended up kind of doing this this revamp of an older game. Uh, it was released uh, originally uh, back in February of 2012, and now in September of 2020 this year, uh, they uh, remastered the game and re-released it on every single console and uh, on the computer. So... Uh, we start this with a pretty plain old uh, RPG game. That's uh, why we kind of calling it today with the brown gravy. Uh, it's just a plain old game that we've played a thousand times before. There are some good things and some bad things, but uh, we'll get into that here in just a moment. I'm going to pass the gravy boat first to uh, Nick and see what he thinks. Thanks for the gravy. This game is, I, I like it. I think it's fun. Um, I, it's a good dungeon crawler. I think at the time that it came out, it would have been, and it was critically acclaimed at the time, and I think that would suit the time period that it came out with. Um, today's standard, it is a little old, and you know, as far as what's in the game, it's your basic dungeon crawler. We've definitely advanced in dungeon crawling games in the past few years, so you know, a lot of the newer stuff is not in this, and it's really kind of that older take on uh, dungeon crawling RPGs. But if you like that, you know, old school dungeon crawler, it, it's perfect for that. There's tons of quests. There's a big world to explore. You know, it just kind of lets you loose and lets you do what you want. You do have main quests, but they have tons of side quests, you know, tons of things to do. It is kind of like uh, Elder Scrolls where you can sneak and, you know, loot pockets of people, of NPCs, and you can... Kill NPCs if you want to. You can kill a whole town if you feel like it. You can, you know, <laughs> bust into chests and you can do anything that an open world pretty much gives you. Uh, like I said, it's just a lot of the mechanics are old school. You know, they're old RPGs, dungeon crawling mechanics that we've played. Like Russ said, we've played a million times now. But I think at the time, this would have been a perfect game for that time. You know, they didn't really do anything in this reawakening or re reckoning sorry to uh change really much of anything uh, the game looks just about the same as it did you know maybe a higher frame rate possibly but that's about it yeah it's pretty much the same as what we would expect some of the things just to kind of give and i'm sure we're going to go into more detail of this but some of the things that uh one of the things that found me that i found the most annoying about this game just to start out with was at the beginning they let you pick your race and they let you pick your, you know, you can be male or female. And then you have four races. The four races are human, other human, elf, and other elf. That's pretty much the four different races. I'm sure they have their own, like, naming. But that's pretty much what it looked like when you're looking at the screen. And one of the things that I noticed was uh, each one of them starts with a particular set of skills. Uh, whether it be some points into pit pocketing or points into lock picking or... Uh, spell crafting or anything like that, they really don't give you any sort of breakdown at that screen as to what these particular things are. Like, you know, pit pocking, you can kind of understand, and po- uh, uh, locking or unlocking uh, chests and stuff, you can kind of understand that too. But some of the spell craft ones and everything, you're like, what is that? Like, I can make spells with that or something to that effect. And you, it really doesn't give you a breakdown of what those are. So when you're seeing that, you're thinking, oh, well, you know, these must be their, like, primary skills, right? You know, you, maybe you could pick other skills, but these are the primary skills. And also, on the right-hand side, it gives you a description of each of the classes and e- or each of the races. And each of the races, it says a little something about what that race is. Like, oh, this one's really into magic, and this one's really into, into fighting, and this one's really into shadowy rogue stuff. 
And that and you're like, oh, okay. So if I choose this race, I'm going to be more magic oriented. Or if I choose this race, I'm going to be more uh, rogue oriented. Or if I choose this race, I'm going to be more of a battle mage or something. But <laughs> once you start the game and you start leveling up, you realize it doesn't matter what race you pick or what person you pick or what person you pick that has certain starting skills because you can pick them all and you can be whatever you want to be. So I wish it would have, you know, just kind of blatantly said, you know, be whatever you want to be. And these are just starting skills that you just the starting skills that they have are just points that they start with. Right. Um, it's just, a you know, if it's pickpocketing, maybe they start with two points in that and that's it. So you can definitely learn all the other stuff. Um, they just don't start with points in those skills off the bat. And so, because there was another race I'd rather have picked than another human, but it is what it is. Patrick, what did you think of this game? I'm going to pass the gravy boat to you. <laughs> Thanks. So, yeah, I, I this game was fun for me. I mean, I I did put a, quite a bit of time into it. You know, in the amount of time that we played, I made it to just under level 20. Uh, I finished out a couple of the story quest line, the ballads quest line, and then the colossi quest line so i put quite a bit of time into it um you know in the less than a, about a week that we played it so i do not i do not know what the remaster did to be perfectly honest with you the game doesn't look like they did too much graphic fidelity to it the game is still pretty buggy in my opinion it's not worth the price tag to get the new content to get the new content you have to buy the fake edition which is 55 dollars um, in my opinion, this is not a $55 game. Uh, it's a $30 game, uh, even the remaster. The original game was a classic, and it was rightful, rightfully so. But this game didn't do anything uh, a lot. I mean, it makes it look a little bit prettier, but not enough for it to be called a remaster, in my opinion, or a remake. The one They added a whole new story quest line, which is what I did with the Colossi, which is the newer stuff. It is definitely typical. I don't necessarily like, you know if I call it typical RPG because it is a lot of hack and slash uh, with skills, uh, so, so you get you get a lot of a lot of hack and slash abilities. So you basically run in, and I find myself doing the same three moves over and over and over because it just kills everything in the area, and it gets a little bit repetitive. The quests drive me nuts in this game because there is no easy way to track everything. You know, uh, it's it really is still back akin to the old days where you just had to read everything and look at the map to find out where you're going to go. They do give you some quest map markers, but you can't see all of them at once. So you can't say, okay, I grabbed these 10 quests. I'm going to go head up northeast to this little town up here. You're just like, I see one quest up there, one quest down here, but I can't see all of them on the main map. I can only see the quests in the area that I'm at. The abilities are, uh, I don't, I was, guess I'll call it, yeah, ability points are kind of generic. You could spec into one of three classes, if you will. Might, which is kind of like your warrior tank, your finesse, which is stealth-oriented, and sorcery, which is your magic-oriented tree. And then you have things like Nick said, like like lockpicking and uh, just general skills like that, that they somewhat matter and somewhat don't. You know, lockpicking is obviously a smart thing to get because you're going to run into a lot of a lot of lock, uh, you know, lock containers. You can pick up things like mercantile, which reduces the amount you buy for and then you sell for more dispelling so you can dispel uh wards on treasure chests and then detect hidden add stealth uh persuasion which has a few changes the way you do dialogue with some characters to give you experience but i don't think it actually affects the outcome of the story at least it didn't seem to be that way for me and then as nick said like sagecraft which is a weird way of saying jewel crafting you know it's for gems and shards you know, blacksmithing and alchemy type skills. So really you're just dumping those points into that and then, you know, picking points into your um, your class type that you want to stick with. You can mix and match it, but it does the game doesn't seem to lean too much to that. If you spec if you kinda of half spec into magic and half spec into Mike, you can make like a uh, might you can make like a battle mage. So it's uh it's an interesting interesting game. It is a good game, I will say. It's not a $55 game. The remaster is not, in my opinion. Um, but I have put a lot of time into the game so far. Uh, you know, Shane, did you get to play very much of it? What, what was your thoughts on this thing? Well, as far as the character creation stuff and the character skill sets, it's absolutely as, uh, you know, Nick said. Uh, but the character, I never played the original, so uh, 
I'm basing this off of fresh play, not uh, as a remaster, remake, rehash, whatever the hell they want to call it this time. It didn't feel like uh, I, I tried one character. I played throughout the uh, the first portion of the little bit of the story there that you know you guys know without uh, spoiling anything. Uh, get you that little first checkpoint there, um, and then I went back and I picked another character. I just didn't like the way this one handled i guess you'd say and really there was no difference i chose a uh a magic character but i'm running around with a uh heavy sword and a giant hammer so uh it didn't really feel like my character choices really made a difference the gameplay though is not bad it is very old school uh probably i would say at the beginning of the rpg uh action RPG stage when that all kind of started floating over to the more actioning side of things. Uh, the game itself, as far as the controls, was fine. Uh, the characters are fine. Voice acting is freaking annoying. I think the only reason I got as far as I did, which I'm about, oh, God, I'm a level 10, I think 11. Uh, so not a super amount of time I've been able to put in it. But I think if I would have played the original, I don't think I would have been able to get that far because I found myself really pushing to to get more uh, done in it and to want to get more done in it. I didn't feel the game drove me at all. It didn't make me, oh, man, you know what? I got to go do this. I got to go do that. The uh, the side quest, uh, I, I did get preoccupied there uh, at the beginning with some side quest stuff. Because I wanted to kind of see the difference between the side quest setups for newer games like Ghost of Tsushima or, you know, any other fairly recent RPG type game uh, to, you know, the way that it is on the old school stuff. And it was really hard to push through because the game just never got a hold of me, never made me want to push forward. And I'm kind of rambling because it's really a hard game to to quantify. I think if I'd have played it originally... When it first released, I think I'd really enjoyed this game. I'd really do. Um, I wish they would have done more with this re-reckoning to modern it up a little bit. I'm not talking, you know, a full overhaul, which would have been cool. But I think they could have done some gameplay changes, uh, you know, definitely done something with the dang voice acting because, oh, it's atrocious at times. But overall, I've, I enjoyed the game portions but not the overall game itself but i don't want to keep rambling because it's really a hard game to 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 put uh, too much thought into when it's a remaster or re-reckoning you don't really know anything about the original but that's my feelings on it what about you russ you guys are really hitting on a lot of things that i mean unfortunately we all kind of sit in the same gaming um i guess generation where we where these games really came into, kind of came into game, kind of came out around the same time. We had uh, Kingdoms of Amalur. We had um, every other RPG that kind of came out the same way. This was kind of the transition where these games went from PC into console version. This was also kind of that great movement of these kind of games making that kind of change. And so uh, dumbing down the the logics of combat and stuff like that was something that really kind of hit during this era. Um, and so, you know, it turns into what we've all kind of complained about previously is the dumbing down of RPGs and stuff like that. I mean, it really, that's really what this game is. It's the dumbing down uh, of a concept that we love within abilities and within skill sets and stuff like that. That really is where, this game sits. It, it has the skill base. It has the um, ability base and all that good stuff, but it doesn't have, it, it doesn't, it doesn't really have anything that's any different from any other game. So, I mean, I hate to say I got to about level 16 ish, somewhere around there. I got to a part where I thought was kind of new content with the colossals and all that stuff. The storyline was pretty good, but it was still, again, you know, go do this, go do that, get it done, come back. I mean, I know that's kind of the basis for all these games, but with this game, it, it just seemed even more basic and more plain, hence that brown gravy reference. Is it worth the money? 
in my opinion, it wasn't quite worth what I paid for it. Now I got the the updated version. Would this have been a nice game to see like on Game Pass or something like that? I think I think we would be possibly even considering it a great Game Pass game if that was if that was the case that they did. They put it on the Game Pass after they uh, remastered it, and uh, it would have been great. Which calling this a remaster is, I mean, the graphics were updated, but just enough to make it look new on the new console or the new computer. It, it wasn't anything like you know Final Fantasy VII level of remake that's for sure so that that's how i feel about it um you know but uh does anybody else have any other feelings about it? any thoughts i i honestly am a, I'm, I'm a little disappointed to be honest with this game and because of the game the age of the game that the age of the age of the game has been out the longest the time it's been out you would think that they would have fixed a lot of things that are issues and they would have learned from past mistakes uh because i will tell you I ran into game-breaking bugs in the new story content that existed in the old content. Um, I ran into one where I couldn't figure out why my game crashed. Uh, I played on the Xbox, and every time I would run down these stairs, I, I just thought maybe something was wrong with my Xbox. The game would completely shut down, just shut back down to the dashboard on the Xbox. And I was like, what is going on? So I finally got to the point where I saved it right before that happened, and I would run in and run in and run in about the third or fourth time. I stopped, I stopped, and I, I, if it wasn't for Google, that would have been the end of the game for me, where I, I just stopped right there. So what I did was I got on Google, and I found out that there's a bug to where the only way to get through this certain section of the map is you have to pull your camera all the way in and stare at the floor and run through it. I'm like, are you kidding me? You know? So yeah, that's I don't, pretty I don't unacceptable. Get that. It is. So, so I just... You know, and that's pretty bad for game. And then, you know, reading through a lot of the comments, there's still tons of bugs that were present in the old game in the same place in the new game. It's like it's like they didn't even look at the old development forums when they bought them, when THQ picked this up and was like, oh, I wonder if this is still a problem. Let's just slap a new paint, coat of paint on it and throw in this new zone and call it good, you know. But Colossi's story was pretty cool. I, I enjoyed it. It was a good little run-through and jaunt of material. Um, by that point, I was already pretty well into the game before I started to tackle that. But there was so many issues that I ran into, so many graphical bugs, so many in the new in the new area. I, I'm going to try to say this without spoiling any of the game. But when you run into the lower levels of the the game in the new content, you're going in these dungeons. You run across these stairs that you can clearly tell they're going to fall apart on you. Because you run into a section of the stairs and you can't walk on them. Like, it, it makes you path down this staircase. And you're like, I wonder what's going on with this. I can't hit, I can't walk on the staircase unless all the way over to the left or all the way over to the right or in the middle. And then you run through the story and you end up finding out, oh, look, the staircase is collapsing on those sides that I couldn't walk on before. And I was like, this is stupid. Come on, this is like, this is Bush League level programming for THQ Nordic. Um, it's Bush League. So, the game, in my opinion, is not worth $55 for the Fate Edition to get the new content, because it's the only way you can get the new content right now is the Fate Edition. Uh, it's worth – I would have paid at most 30 bucks for this, uh, if I'm being honest, because it's not a polished game, even though it's supposed to be a remaster, so they had Skeleton to work with. Uh, TH Nordic, THQ Nordic kind of did a, a bad move here with this one. They should have put more effort and work into it. Just way too many issues for me to be saying this is a good game. They should have held on to it longer and fixed some issues. Uh, maybe then it would have been a $55 game because I did, like I said, I put in a decent amount of time to get to level 20 in this game. Uh, and it's a decent amount of game time to get there and play around. It needs more finish, more polish. It just needs a little bit more for me because I am at the point to where I'm done. I did the Colossi. I pushed through the Colossi because I ran through too many of those bugs that I had to, like, look at the floor so I can get through this section without my game crashing. Or I have to look to the right so that I can run through this section and not look at this piece of scenery that causes the game to crash. Um, I know it's brand new out, but in a remaster, they, they had a skeleton to work with and should have been able to fix a lot of those issues. Because those were issues that I guess were pres present in the original game in different dungeons, so fix that stuff. Not a finished game for me. I will not be finishing this one. I am pretty much maybe a couple more playthroughs before I'm done with having to deal with all the bugs and the issues in the game. And then for, for being a remaster, it doesn't have enough of a polish on it for me to call it a remaster. And it's hack and slash RPG. Yeah, it's, it is pretty basic and it does have a lot of bugs. And one of the bugs that 
was in the original, because I did play a little bit of the original back in the day, is the running. I don't know if you guys experienced this with the running, but, like, it is so hard to get your character to constantly run. It seems like when they're going in a straight path, and as long as you can keep the camera pointed in that straight path, your character will continuously run. Now, now, now that's not the case with the game, because there have been times where I've gotten my character to run all the way without having an issue. But a lot of the times I'd hit the button, you know, because you can, by default, it's set to holding down A on the Xbox. And you can change it to where you can either click in the left stick or where you just press A and it will start running. But regardless, I tried all three, and regardless of which one I did, there would be times where, and in, in a, a large majority of the time, where even if I held down the button, pressed A, or clicked in the stick, it didn't matter. My character would either start running and then just immediately stop running and go back to just lightly jogging, or, you know, or just like I would have to constantly hit the button to finally get them to go to start running. Um, so I spent most of my time walking around, which is a slow jog, but still walking around because I couldn't get my character to start running. And that, I remember that being a thing in the original game. And it seems to have come over in this one. It's it's annoying to get your yeah. character to move it, fast. It, it is very much so. Yeah, if your camera goes at any angle other than straight, he stops running. And it's so annoying. I remove the A, push A, or even hold A from the word get-go because that is the stupidest button mapping I've ever seen because A is also your character interact with other characters. So you run around a lot of times following NPCs and running through dungeons. And when you have to hit A or hold A to run... Half the time it stops you and starts talking to the NPC, and you're like, oh, my God, this is the stupidest button mapping that ever existed. Yes, Who made my interact? <laughs> Who makes your interact the same way as your run? I ran into that so much, too. It was it's like, come on, guys, really? Really? You have well, the, all these buttons on a controller. You had to pick that one. Well, the age even shows in the game and the fact of, like, you, you're talking about those kind of uh, things that, that would happen in the game, those kind of mechanics – even the like corners having to go all the way down the stairs, not being able to fall off the side of the stairs, uh, stuff like that, that really show the age of the game that you would have thought that in a game that they were remastering, you know, you would think that that kind of coding wouldn't take too much to change. I mean, unless they're going for like minimal, minimal, minimal money to kick it back out to get as much as they could. Um, I mean, that's probably what it was, but just like coming down like a, um, a ramp, and not being able to fall off the side, you had to come all the way down the ramp to go around the back end on some of those things, getting toes caught on on rocks and stuff like that. Those things that, as gamers, that drive us just absolutely up the wall. Those things there were were frustrating. I mean, again, it is it's it's a basic game, it's a basic RPG from that era, and you would have thought that they would have done just a little bit more with this remaster or re reckoning, as we want to call it. Yeah, I, I assume, you know, I would have thought that one thing they could have added, you know, if they're going to remake this game or do whatever they did to it, is adding a jump ability. Like, there are parts that you can go to and jump off of by hitting A, but it's like all the places that I've seen, you know, they create these, like, wooden boards for you to jump off of, the jumping platforms, you know, that where the the ability to jump comes into play. And it almost seems like that was more of a maybe a technical limitation at the time uh, or something like that, because it doesn't seem like if they added a jump feature now that that would have really broken anything. Because uh, most of the places you can get to, you just have to go around the mountain, right, <laughs> to get yeah. to the spot where you can jump down <laughs> right. instead of being able to just jump up to it. Right. It's like you're not going to find anything going around the mountain. You're just going around this big mountain to get to the jump point so you can actually jump down onto like a lore piece or, or a chest or something. Yep. Yeah, the pathing and stuff is, is pretty annoying in this game. Just to, you know, like I said, the new content really kind of drove it home for me that they didn't put much effort into this because when, when I'm running, when you're doing the Colossi quest and you're going into the undercroft of the, uh, you know, the very last portion of it where you're taking the leader down and, and running back out, you, you run into stairwells that you can't walk in the middle or on the left or the right because those are breakaway parts for a future part of the game. And 
It's just they didn't they didn't fix it and smooth the textures out to where you could walk over it. Instead, it's just like a physical barrier. It's so annoying when you see stuff like that in a game, especially something that's remastered. And I'm and I and nobody can see it, but I'm doing air quotes because this is not a remaster in my game. This is hey, we threw on some DLC and charged you sixty five bucks, and we we ran the polish brush over the textures a few times, so you know you're good. Like I said, I, I'm a little bit annoyed because of the price for this game. Uh, and the and what feels like little love they gave the game, uh, they threw in some extra stuff, and the love is just not there. Because it's it, if it was polished more and the bugs lined out, it would be a it would be a good game for me. I'm not sure I would ever buy six, it would ever pay fifty five or sixty dollars for it. Knowing what I know now, even if they could throw in a little more love and textures, I would probably pay at most thirty to forty for it. It's just it's highly annoying when you play a game that has so many bugs and crashes that it's. Only been out, uh, what, for like seven days? Seven days, something like yeah, that? Seven, eight days? Like and there's the, the, the forums are full of people complaining about bugs. So it wasn't like a, a simple beta run through wouldn't have found probably a good majority of these. People are running into like game breaking bugs until somebody finds a solution that you have to stare at the floor to make it work. I mean, come on, guys. They, they obviously didn't run through the finished product themselves or they would have found these items, you know. So it, it's a little bit rough for me, and I'm a little bit annoyed with this game at that stuff. But like I said, I, I did put in enough time to make just level 20, so I played it quite a bit. It is very basic. Once you get the first set of movesets down and you get into by about, I would say, level 15, and you picked up the majority of the abilities you're going to get out of the might or finesse or, or sorcery categories, you go into I go into pretty much every fight the same way. I just know what I'm going to do. You know, I did might, so I was pretty much a big, and I did a broadsword. I never swapped out. I tried to use the longsword. I tried to use the hammer. I tried using everything, just to swap it up a little bit. But I ended up sticking with the big two-handed great sword. And it was always the same thing. I would chain pull a big guy, a guy into me, and then just hit him in two hits and kill him. And then I would charge it up and do like a whirlwind and clear out the rest of the NPC enemies. And then sometimes do a shout and knock the rest of them down so I could just finish them up really quick. The game offered very little challenge in that aspect. The game pretty much became easy mode if you saved up all of your, I can't remember what the term is now, but you basically save up all the, the purple bar that builds up and you can go into like this uh, special mode where you can pull essence from people when you kill them and get you know. extra XP. You run into any boss with that, you're three-shotting the boss, you know, to the point sometimes to where I've done it on a boss and you, the boss, you kill the boss pretty quickly and it ends up spawning like 12 of the minions when the boss is dead huge bug there boss dies and then 12 minions spawn out of nowhere and <laughs> that becomes the hardest part because now you got to mow down these 12 different minions that the boss spawned when he died because that was the boss should have spawned those in waves you know when you bring the boss down 10 percent, he spawns some waves 10 more percent more waves you know so it just bugged out and stuff like and stuff that i would consider stupid oversights this game has a lot of them it's it's very interesting because basically it was every single boss fight you have in this game. If you're smart enough to save your fate, you you're you're fine. You're, you're there's not a boss a single boss fight that you will die on. There's just no ifs ands or buts about it. Whether that was by design or not, I, I don't know. But it it that that takes away a little bit of the challenge. Am I asking for a Dark Souls boss? No, I'm not asking for that. I'm just asking for something a little bit more complicated than. Left trigger, right trigger, okay, let's just get to the finishing move because he's going to die. Something I was thinking about, too, like something I didn't really think about or remember until refreshing the other day about the game. I forgot, y'all don't know this, but but y'all probably don't know who I'm talking about, but Kurt Schilling was the one that, that came up with 38 Studios. Kurt Schilling was a, a, a baseball, baseball player. player. Yeah, he's a huge baseball player. And one of his failures was like he pulled out a, a, a deal where he got a... Um, alone just to make the sequel before the first one was sold and they only sold like 1.3 million copies or something like that and they needed to get 3 million just to break even so the so the studio went defunct before it even really got to sell anything and then THQ bought it bought the rights to the game for probably dirt cheap you know and then what do they do they just kind of refresh it throw it out there and you know there you go there's some some new money so you know, maybe a little bit more research before we started the game would have kind of given us the expectations, uh, or at least that our expectations a little bit better. Yeah, definitely buggy game. 
for a re- remaster, it's too buggy for me. You know, I, unfortunately, this game has too many bad things going for it because, it, in my opinion, it is a good hack and slash RPG game. So if you're interested in the story, there's lots of reading, lots of RPG elements. One of the things I wish they would have fixed from the fixed from the original game was the inventory system. I guarantee you, I probably spent 15 to 20 percent of my in-game time in the dang inventory trying to just keep myself cleaned up because you know to get rid of items that you pick up you have to if they're not junk right off the bat you have to go in and basically place them into junk you have to tell them hey this sword's junk i don't want to use it and then before you can sell it or even delete it so i spent probably 10 to 20 percent of my in-game time in inventory management in this game because the inventory is such an atrocious turd uh, yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, when you pick stuff up from the chest, you can't tell it to go straight to junk. You know, if you want to pick that item up to sell, basically. One of the things I wish they would have done, too, is expanded inventory space because um, it is pretty small for the amount of loot that's out there. Or would have made, I think would have even made it better if they wanted to keep the inventory space the same is that items that go into junk don't count. Uh, towards your inventory space because right. um, I've found myself half the time being out in the wilderness, you know, or being in a dungeon because you spend, you know, you don't spend half your time in a town. No, you spend half your time out in the wilderness and out in dungeons and stuff and you pick up a lot of loot. And it's like what? Uh, I think 70 is the max for your inventory space. Well, you can increase your inventory space. Oh, OK. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just you it's almost get... not worth it, though, because well, I never found anything. Really, I just kept dumping and just kept a few things here and there. Well, if you want to craft, you really have to keep an inventory. So um, I certain never vendors, found anything worth crafting. If you hit, I mean, that's where I got my most powerful gear is crafting. Um, I will tell you that, like, when you go into town, you certain vendors have a a bag. Is what it's it's just called like a bag or backpack. It increases your inventory by ten slots and uh, ten mm. or five. I can't remember. And so you just have to pay attention to what every vendor has. You know, I've got my inventory, is it 90 or 100? I can't remember where I'm at right now. But, you know, it's all been doing that. But, like, all my gear is crafted because even the, you know, the purple, the epic, and then the set pieces gear that's out there, that's yellow or gold, whatever color you want to call it, the blue and purple stuff, I create green stuff that's better than 90% of all of that by crafting because when you go out and you're like, okay, so I'm a I'm a big broadsword person. The, the, I do the two-handed uh broadsword so i make sure that i disenchant you know i call this champ stuck in wild terms but you go in and you, you go into the you know, go into the uh, crafting station it's you salvage yeah you salvage the materials so i go in and i salvage all of the all the weapons and the armor that i get because you get material from that so if you don't salvage that you're not going to get any material to do any crafting with because I would say probably up until this point in the game, 60% of all the stuff I salvage is garbage, and only 40% is usable to make something worth a darn. Uh, and what I mean by that is, you know, you have, like, lesser and greater and, and, and like, perfect-type materials that you get. So they're, like, one, two, and three-stat materials type thing that you put in your weapons. And there's five, five tiers of that for each weapon or armor piece. So once you get, like, blacksmithing all the way up, which my blacksmithing is maxed, I can sock it all five pieces of this material into my weapon to make it even better. So I have a green, like, broadsword that's better than this purple epic sword that I picked up in a dungeon yeah. just because I I was able to spec it the way I want to play, too. So, like, my sword has all of my lifesteal and stuff like that in it. And my armor has all of my, since I'm a tanky type, it has all of my my health regen. So I my armor basically regens, like, four. I think I regen with all my armor. I do four or five points of health every second and then i can steal like 15 points of health with uh, with a sword whack you know because that's what i'm running as a tank character so you know and then you can create gems for the sockets and utility gems and stuff like that so i mean the game has that level of of if you want to go into that depth but it's not necessary the game feeds you enough gear to keep you ahead of the curve because uh, i didn't i didn't really get into crafting until probably the last five levels of the game and then found that it was extremely useful but the inventory is a is a pain to manage and and while I'm playing and running to the dungeon, I don't look. I don't want to look at every piece of gear that's in a chest or on a body. I want to just throw it in my inventory, and then when I'm done running the dungeon, then go through it and say, "Ah, oh, this is junk." No, I want to try to wear this, or I want to try to build a set with this to do because I want those abilities. Uh, you know, so 
it, having to manage your inventory so much is a joke. It's just horrible. Yeah, the, the amount of inventory management in this game is atrocious. And, you know, I did salvage a lot of my stuff, too. Um, I hadn't gotten into really deep into the crafting part of it, but I also found that I have a, it was a green, great sword, you know, big two-handed sword. And, and I could, you know, it wasn't like super great, but I could kill regular NPCs out in the world with like two hits. Like smack, smack, they're dead. Smack, smack, they're dead. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, when you're saying, you know, the, it definitely keeps you specced way above the enemy's level, that's for sure. I mean, because there wasn't, you know, an enemy that really, you know, I didn't care if I was getting, you know, hit or anything. You know, you have the ability to block, but it almost seemed like most of the time, unless you were just getting chained by the NPC, by the enemies, you know, because sometimes they would do that where they, you know, you'd have like three wolves on you and they would all attack one raft another. So you wouldn't get a chance to like dodge out of the way or something like that. So maybe you had to put your block up for just a second so you can get some breathing room so you can start swinging. Um, but, you know, the, again, it wasn't like um, it would take your health down enough or anything. You had enough armor and you had enough damage with your weapon that you could just swing through the enemies with no problem. And that, that no, that's playing on normal. I know they do have some other difficulty settings like hard and then I don't know what's after hard, like expert or something. So maybe it comes into more play with that and having to really – follow the your stats and stuff the higher difficulty you go but playing on normal it was it didn't matter you could pick up a you know a wooden stick off the ground and, and, and beat the crap out of everybody <laughs> right yeah so yeah i mean the game is on normal mode is pretty easy there's very very few enemies that you will ever run into that can hurt you i, I guarantee if you die it's because you weren't paying attention to your health and you just kept running, chaining enemies after enemies and, and look at your health. I mean, that's basically what ends up happening. Uh, you know, like, like I said, my character has five uh, HP regen a second. So if I I don't even block anything half the time anymore, I just take the hits. And then by the time I get to the next group of enemies, I'm already refilled on health. So it's kind of just it's kind of gotten to be easy mode with that. Um, and like I said, but I played like a huge tank class. So it's not like I'm killing stuff super quick or they're taking me down very far. Right, I played the same tank type character. Did you see that chest in the main village that had like all the DLC yep. armor in it? Yep. I so, pulled it all out and then I, you know, I filled my inventory <laughs> up and I just put on what I wanted to put and then I just just, you know, I salvaged the rest. Right. So, yeah, I was looking at that too and I was like, why is it, you know, I mean, this looks like pretty good stuff for level 1. And what I was reading online is actually if you don't take it out of the chest, it actually scales with your level. So if you get up to like oh, max man. level and then go take it out, it <laughs> uh, will be uh, uh, level like 44 or whatever the oh max Lord. is armor. And I took it out with level one, so it's all level one armor. And I'm like, oh, come on. After I, did I, the I same looked thing. it up and read it. Me too. I did the same thing. So you got a chest in town. I'm like, oh, cool. Look at this. All this purple and set gear stuff. Yeah. I did the yeah. same thing. Yeah. I tried it all on. I'm like, this stuff looks really cool. And, and it did look cool. And then I had to change out when I got some greens that was better than it. I'm like, man, this green stuff looks like garbage compared to what I had on. That sucks. Yeah, that's what You can't throw it back in there, right? Throw it back in there and watch it magically. <laughs> that's what I was thinking, too. Like, Because when I was reading online about it, they were like, yeah, a lot of people, I mean, what they do is they'll, they'll max out their level and then they'll go and pop the chest and then take the items because all the items in that chest are actually better than anything in the game if you're max level. Oh, man. Well, I won't be maxing it out anyway, but that's interesting to know that it just oh. keeps leveling up with you. Yeah, so... Um... So Shane, what what kind of character did you build? Uh, I can't remember the name of the race, but uh, she sucked. <laughs> really, no, the, the, what kind of class did you go with? Uh, I went. You... I, I tried to go as a magic uh, a magic type character, uh, but I ended up running just a broad a great sword and a giant hammer. I oh. was just a pounder. I mean, I really felt no reason not to. Like Pat was saying, you know, you could. You know, two swings and boom, you know, we're burying them every time. You know, normal normal was almost a little too easy, I think. And, you know, that might just have been me, but I think you guys probably agree. It seemed like it was it was pretty light on difficulty for uh, normal. Um, well, I almost I almost went, uh, you know, I almost went as you know easy as I could just so I could, you know, fly through the game a little bit quicker to, 
you have more to talk about, but I thought, well, I don't want to do that. That's strange. I guess I'm the only one that went full sorcery. Uh, I, I did that with, um, I had a, my secondary weapon was a staff, but I was using the, I guess they're called the, the, sh- the Shazrams or whatever they are, those circular things. Yeah. Um, like for you guys, you would kind of go, he would kind of pull, he was saying that he'd do a little, uh, spin move. I, I, my thing was you basically put a fire bomb on them and then you release it. And then I just throw my, my blades out there a few times and they're dead. So it was like. It was really easy mode on my part too. The only difference was where y'all could probably take a couple more hits. I had to be a little bit more, a little bit more dodgy on just a few of the things. Not very many because I would kill them all. I mean, I was one shotting them whenever I was doing the the fire, and uh, and, and and then and igniting it. I would I would one shot most everything. So uh, it was a little bit different play style, but at the same time, um, it was still very much easy mode. Yeah, I tried using some of the uh, lightning that you start off with, um, and I don't know. I just never really felt like it was worth anything. I think one thing I felt about the game was the it seemed to be wanting to do a lot uh, because you could stealth the game. You could straight up magic. You could swing hammer. You can do you know fireballs and magic. Um, you know you can run with a bow and arrow. I don't know. It just seemed like the game wanted to do a little too much, and it never really gave you any kind of a, a reasoning to do it any in any direction to run full magic to run you know just swinging hammers. I mean, it never felt like it gave you a reason to do anything but melee, in my opinion. Well, the right. the, the logic of the game was to play to your play style, which I, I do give it minor props to that. Like if you wanted to to do things you can kind of switch it up you can do stealthy though i mean that would be a very long and boring game i'm afraid i mean it's not like the games we've played in the few recently where that kind of stealth works very well it's it's actually i mean it's not really a a very stealthy kind of game to begin with but it does give you those options i mean yeah i didn't do the stealth kills outside of the first little introductory to it's like you can sneak up on this person and stealth kill them Cool. Use the longbow and shoot this guy from a distance. Outside of that, I never used a longbow or a dagger again. I always ran the staff and a great sword, and they only ran the staff for one reason. I kept a fire staff on me at all times for spider webs. Yep. That was it. That yeah, was all I ever used it for. And the other time, I just kept my great sword equipped so I could just kill stuff with that. But like I said, I used the same abilities over and over and over. If if I ran into a group of guys, I would do the ground stomp, the three the three tick ground stomp, and it would do uh it would do like multiple like rocks under the guys. It would basically shoot like rock coming up out of the ground under a group of guys, and you could do it three times. And the third time, you did a big huge explosion of them, and then you could upgrade it to where it did constant damage over time if anybody was in the area. So I did that a lot, and if I was just running into like two or three mobs, I would just chain pull one to me, kill him real quick, and then uh, you know do my like intimidating shout type thing to demoralize and knock down the, the other two and then just kill them real quick. I mean, it was it became no challenge because the rotation got pretty simple until you ran into, like, more guys, and then the rotation was still really simple because as the big two-handed sword guy, you could still hold a shield. And if you had that shield up, you could do this, like, weird little, like, chop with the big two-handed weapon over top of the sword and then do a spin flip into another chop, and then anything, most things were pretty much dead. With that type of a hit, you know, I wanted to try the I wanted to try the staffs at first, the staves at first, and then it just I just got bored with it. I never did try the the chakrams because I I moved away from sorcery and went right into just the might. All right, now let me ask everybody this, Russ, starting with you. Do you feel the negativities that we've given this uh, game? Do you feel it's due to the fact that this game was made in a basically uh, you could consider a different time? of these types of games or do you feel it's it was just a bad game even then with our critiques well i i think that it did have some problems in the very beginning of the the game i mean really what we expected or anticipated that those things are those problems at least let me put it this way whenever we have a game that's remastered or re-released or whatever you want to call it i surely believe that we should be getting a game when you remaster something, you've fixed those, especially those issues that you had previously with the game, and then you're updating the game along with it. 
Did we get an updated game? Yeah, we got a little bit of an updated game. But did they fix some of these bugs that, that we had to even – I can't remember. I remember laughing with Patrick because there was something that happened in the game to me. I can't remember what the bug was. But when it happened, I was like, what's going on with this game? Do I have to go back to my previously saved? So I went to my previously saved, and then I Googled it. And it was a, it was a known bug when the game released. And I'm like, did this just happen in a remastered game? I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I don't think that our expectations are over the top. I think our expectations are exactly what they are. We expected a game to be remastered, re-reckoned, whatever you want to call it. So that's my opinion on that part of it anyway. All right, Pat, what about you? Yeah, I mean, when the game came out, it was it was it was a good game. You know, it got a lot of good reviews. I mean, it had a cult it had a cult following of people. It it is a typical RPG. There's lots of story, lots of dialogue, but I felt like some of the more what I would consider typical RPG aspects are missing, like like stats, you know, more stat control, more things like that. But I'm in agreement with Russ 100% on there. Uh, this is not a remaster. This is a we put some varnish on this turd, polish it up a little bit, uh, and then gave you an extra bit of content. We gave you a DLC with a, you know, back in the day, the MMOs would just call it, you know, we basically gave the graphics a little bit of a polish, and that's what these guys did. They gave us a, a DLC with some graphics polish on it and didn't fix the bugs and said, buy our game for $55 if you want the new content. If you don't want the new content, you can take our polish for $30, or was it 35 I think, or something like that. I can't remember the difference, but I think it may have been 40 or something like that if you want the the non-extended content. So $39.99. So $40. Mm-hmm. It was not worth $40 if you're getting the original game with just a little varnish and polish over it to make it look a little better. I don't think it was remastered enough to call it a remaster. It's a minor graphics overhaul with nothing else. You know, Nick, what do you think about this one, about that, yeah. about that topic? Yeah, I mean, I agree. You know, the the remastered portion of it was not remastered in any way. I think that the original game, if it would have, if the company wouldn't have went under basically after the game released, I think they would have fixed a lot of the bugs uh, that they had. Of course, you know, in that, unfortunately, that company went under right after they released the game, and so they never got the opportunity to fix these bugs. I think it would have been better or more beneficial uh, to THQ to go in, you know, get the game, fix these bugs, and then re-release it. Even if they re-released it in the current state it is, which is not really a, a remaster, you know, they really didn't do anything but maybe up the polygon count or, you know, you know like you said, give it a, a, you know, that polish brush over it and maybe up the resolution. Other than that, that's pretty much what the game got. And so even if that were the case... As long as they went through and fixed all the major issues with the game, I think that would have been a better bargain. I think this game is fun. It is old. It is old school dungeon crawling. Uh, it is kind of light on the RPG aspect of it in far, as far as stats and things like that go. You know, it doesn't have a lot of stat management and a lot of, you know, you're putting your points into just your different kind of off skills like, uh, blacksmithing or sneaking or whatever and, and that's and then you're putting points into certain attributes you know passive and, and active abilities that you have and there's not a you know especially if you go down one tree being might sorcery or finesse there's not a ton of uh skills for your character and so you know could they have added more to that and could they have added more to the skill tree and stuff i think so and they could they've done a little bit better with the remastering portion of it i think so but you know like you guys said i think really it's just they you know like patrick said they put the little polish brush over it a couple times and release it and says hey remember this game fifty dollars well yep i i I definitely agree with all that i I think my biggest gripe would be a company like thq is not a little company they're not a indie developer they're a big company and they should have they they should have took the greed down and brought the polish up they should have made the tweaks that needed to be made to fix a lot of those you know known for how many years uh on those glitches there's just really no excuse for it in my opinion except for it's just they didn't want to spend that that money they wanted to make more money 
I think right. that they would have spent a little more money to make those corrections. They probably would have made a little more money. Right. In I my agree. Opinion. Yeah. I mean, it feels like barely remastered. You know, it's a barely remastered game. It's it, it feels like a 2012 game. It does not feel like a 2020 game. Um, yeah. If they'd have spent more time on it, yes, they could have fixed the UI. Made They could have made this game a great one because if I wouldn't have to deal with all the issues that I have, I would probably be mid-20s by now. But I had to restart so many times because of graphical glitches and, and just glitches in general or run into something that I couldn't get around because it's a broken thing in the game that was originally broken in the original game. The THQ just took this game and barely remastered it and didn't do didn't do anything the game really needed like ui tweaks and and control tweaks and and inventory tweaks so this game is definitely a a, in my opinion a do not buy at the price it currently is it needs to be cheaper it needs to be dlc price yeah and you know the thing that i was thinking about too is this game was originally on pc I bet you there are tons of fan mods and fan patches for this game that probably fix 99% of those issues that this game has. And why THQ Nordic couldn't have looked out at those and said, hey, let's implement these into our game. Because, you know, that happens all the time in PC gaming. I bet there's been a, a, a community of fans that probably patched the crap out of this game and fixed everything that was wrong with it or close to Yep, has a big enough following. I would imagine that would happen because it, it is a good game. Yeah. It, it, don't get me wrong. It's a good game. It's just a buggy good game that has a lot of features that are working against it that THQ Nordic should have fixed. Yes, definitely. And like you said, Nick, uh, you know, there probably is a good version out there. So find it on PC. Find a patched up, fixed, real game. Uh, I would definitely avoid this until they brought it down to 15 bucks. I think we could probably beat this game to death if we just keep on nitpicking its little things. So, I mean, that's that's kind of our review of the game, uh, how we felt the game was at this release time, which is just barely a week after it's been released with no patches yet for it. So anybody else got anything they want to add to what they thought of this game or anything like that? Fix what's wrong. It'll be a good game when you do. I would agree. And until then, probably stay away from it. If you know, Obviously, it's not worth the buy at 40 or 55 bucks for that um but once they fix it maybe uh but i would it would be a 30 dollars game for me so uh we appreciate everybody listening to this episode of our podcast and we will catch you on the next one 